Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning in New York City. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Pier 17 drying out a little bit after a real wet morning in the city. And uh, you are, by the way, just so you know, because uh, earlier you just gave your list of the top trios. Mm-hmm. And um, as predicted, you've missed some teams, apparently. Who did I miss? <laughs> who did I miss now, I, man? I think I enjoy like more the fact that you react so quickly well, to like, the slightest like, criticism. But it's not reacting to the criticism. It's like, do y'all listen to the show and how we go about doing things and understand the things that we say, opposed to no matter what we say, you're going to go against it and you're going to, like, come on, like, seriously. Yeah, it's called passion, and we invite it, and we love it. So who did I miss? So let's the see. Denver Broncos? So Matt says okay, Matt. via Twitter, uh-huh. Cousins is without a doubt better than Tannehill and Mayfield. Come on, man. That's his opinion. Okay. That's not mine. That's more opinion? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, let's see. Uh, there's, there's, oh yeah, here it is. Dion. So no Ravens in the top trios. No. How you, who? Outside Lamar. Well, JK. Yeah. Andrews really good tight end. Yeah, but no, no. Cause I like the other receivers and the other tied in better than I like Andrews. And he doesn't have another receiver and Dobbins isn't there yet. Like those running backs are. How about Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Cole Beasley? I want to. I just wanted to see your face. I just wanted to see Come your on, face. Man, stop. I just. Stop. <laughs> I did that one. No. Stephon <laughs> Diggs. Yes. Josh Allen on his way. Where's the third? That was one I wasn't going to read. But Where, I just wanted where's to see your the face. third? It's not that I don't like Buffalo. I like Brandon Bean and what he's been able to do. Yes. But who's the third guy? Cole. It's not. not <laughs> no. <laughs> Good player, but no. All right, fair enough. But you do have Aaron Rodgers, and obviously you have the, that trio there, which is very good with Jones and, and Adams. And, you know, adding just adding Aaron Rodgers only makes them better. In fact, you'd argue he and Mahomes and his trio. Aaron Rodgers is like the icing putting on a cake, right? Mm-hmm. Cake is cool without the icing. Right. But once you put that icing, whatever that is, mm-hmm. oh, it turns it up to a whole nother level. <laughs> Takes it to a whole nother It's level. like having strawberry shortcake without the strawberries. So how many? <laughs> is that the salmon cheesecake again? <laughs> cheese steak again? Cheese uh, steak. Cheese steak. I know I keep doing it. But uh, Jeff Darlington, who we had on earlier, did end up actually tweeting about the fact that we were talking about a salmon cheesesteak. Even he's like, I'm not trying it. I will not. I will knock it. Somebody says, don't knock it till you try it. And he says, I will knock it. I will not try it. So I, I still stay to away, that Jeff. Stay yeah, yeah. far away. Yeah, that's the argument. He wants you to turn his mic if, off, if man. You want, if you want <laughs> salmon, just get a piece of salmon, man. That's it. Why? Why you got to try to put bread and cheese and just mess it up? Just, but you eat salmon burgers, though. No, I don't. Who does? Yoda, yoda, yoda. No, I don't. <laughs> In the meantime, let's discuss um, something that's going on between the Packers and the Jets, who played this week. And do you remember when? Josh, uh, Josh Johnson, who uh, I'm reminded constantly that if the Jets need a veteran backup, he's the guy, which makes me go, great. Who's his backup then? Because he's going to need one. 
But Zach, Will, he, Josh Johnson was so impressed with Zach Wilson and his ability to make certain types of throws. He said it reminds him of – no, this is not me saying this. <laughs> he said this. It reminds him of Aaron Rodgers. It's quite the comparison. So they got to meet to this week working out together because the Packers and the Jets are, are, are training together. And, you know, I mean, you're going to get – like when a young player – like did you ever have it in your career where – you happen to be on the same field with a legend. I don't know if it was Jerry Rice or, or, or somebody that you were on the field with and you were like, damn, that's Jerry Rice. Well, you asked me the wrong question because you already know the answer. No, I don't – I wasn't a fanboy like that. Like, I, no, I was like, okay, I, I, I'm here to do my job. And it's not to sit around you and You weren't in all the legend? Like, you weren't just like, like – No, nah, uh-uh. Nothing? No, zero. I holler at you after the game, holler at you at the Super Bowl. I was a different breed, man. I wasn't into all of that. That didn't excite me. Hmm. You know, um, who have you met didn't. in your life that you were like starry eyed or fanboy? I mean, there's certain. It doesn't have to be a, a player, it could no, be certain anyone. people. It's like. Well, give me somebody. Um, Dr. Keith Black, who's a neurosurgeon, who, who was, it was fascinating to meet him to understand exactly what it was that he mm-hmm. did. Like, if something was wrong with the president of the United States, they're flying him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, that to me is, like, big time. Like, that's like, you know, like, oh, God. You know, and then obviously Michael Jordan for the first time. That's How old were you? Uh, MJ, I was in high school. I was like a see, sophomore in high school. See, to me, that's a bit of the problem when it comes to you and that, because you were so young and like you met Magic Johnson, like, like you, yeah. you were around, especially growing up in LA the way you did uh-huh. and being around, whether it was USC when you were a kid or the Lakers, yeah. when you were a kid going around um, the forum, you saw stars all the time. So you probably just aren't affected as much because you're numb to no, it. No, it's, it's guys outside of my field. My field was football. I didn't Jerry Rice. Okay. That's the goat. I get it, but I'm not like, Standing there watching him warm up, go, wow, oh, man, look how he just turns his hips. I don't no. – that just wasn't me. All right. I, I, I couldn't – I couldn't do it. All right, well, I you just s- couldn't. You say that. You were the number one pick in the draft. Zach Wilson was the number two pick in the draft. In fact, a lot higher than Aaron Rodgers was drafted. But still, on the field with Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson admits it was kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, you know, I said it out here, you know, we're, we're all technically at the same level now. We're all in the NFL, but it's like, we all still kind of like, you know what, that's Aaron Rodgers. You know, that's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, but it's, it's still, you know, a great tool for us just to be able to learn from him and kind of see what he's doing. You get any chance to talk to Aaron and, and pick his brain at all over those conversations? Like, Yeah, he's a cool guy. You know, he came up to me and um, I've talked to him before in the past and, uh, you know, he just, he got, he's got a lot of knowledge. He's a smart dude. And he, he knows what's going on out there. So, uh, it's cool to just kind of ask him about footwork, you know, what's going on on the field and, you know, what he's seeing. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, if I could spend more time with him, just keep asking questions, I would. I mean, I would too. Yeah, You're around just, greatness, you want to do that. I mean, any chance I get to meet Greeny, I, I pick his brain all the time. Like, I'll do that. I just, I don't know. I just didn't do it. I didn't do it. Like, like you say famous person, like President of the United States and President Clinton. So when I met him for the first time, I sat there and was just like, you know, oh my God, this is you can learn from. Like this is the president of the United right, States. That's a, yeah, yeah, that, that to that's me, that's a pretty damn big deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I was a pro. I was a, a, a uh, professional football player. I was young, and it was just 
Like that to me excites me. Meeting some one of my peers that play football that has done it in legendary, it didn't excite me. So meeting Chris Carter for the first time when we played the Minnesota Vikings, it was like, okay, that's Chris Carter, big deal. I could do the same thing. I, that's the way I look at it. <laughs> Zach Wilson said we're technically at the same level because we're both in the NFL, <laughs> but he's at a whole other level. Like he acknowledges it. Like but everybody, everybody thinks different. It does. I don't think. I didn't think less of players. I just wasn't into the whole deal. Bill Parcells was my coach. I'm like, damn, that's Bill Parcells. Yeah. That that to me was like, oh, okay, that's so the when big he tuna. walked in the building, then that yeah, mattered. Yeah, okay. that big that's the yeah. big tuna. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we right. got a shot now. <laughs> we get ready to win some stuff. <laughs> right. You know? Or Bill Belichick for the first time. I'm like, oh, that's the dude from Cleveland. You know, that to me was cool. Amazing. That or, or meeting Tony Dungy for the first time at the Pro Bowl or something like that. That's actually amazing that, that there was a time in, in, in your life where Bill Belichick to you was that dude from Cleveland. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just amazing. You know, yeah, I just I, remember him from his giant days as mm -hmm. a defensive coordinator and how yeah, oh, the yeah. defense was ridiculous. And then when he was the Cleveland yeah, Browns, when he was, was the Cleveland Browns coach, I was at USC, mm -hmm. and they came to watch or whatever to work out. And so I was like, you know, like damn, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. No, I just like like I said, certain people are starstruck different ways. Zach Wilson certainly is, and all he can hope is that he can have anything near a career, at least the length of a career. Think about that. Sixteen years from now, where will Zach Wilson be? Will he still be with the Jets? <laughs> I certainly hope so. But the best part is that he thought was great was that there was a picture of the two of them shaking hands, and Aaron Rodgers posted it. So that's yeah, got to make him feel good, it. too. It's like, all right, you're acknowledging me as a peer. That's also a big deal for a young player. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So this was quite the story yesterday. It was it was uh, just towards the end of the show uh, when we got this. Actually, it was in the final segment of the show where Steve Cohen, who's the new owner of the Mets, and the Mets had lost five in a row. Remember, they were a first-place team in their division starting the month. And then they went under 500 after losing uh, five in a row. And Cohen tweeted yesterday morning that it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. It was very, uh, dare I say, Steinbrennian of him to do this. You don't see that these days, but then again, social media has become uh, a new tool for all types of communication. Did the Mets respond to their owner? They did, eventually. They ended up winning their game yesterday, coming uh, in extra innings in San Francisco, and now they head to L.A. for a big series with the Dodgers. To discuss that and more with us, let's go to Bobby Valentine. Bobby V, the former Mets manager, former manager in Major League Baseball, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Bobby V. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to talk to you. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Hope everything is well on this lousy, rainy day here in Connecticut. <laughs> Bring up weather, because you know Key certainly hates it as an L.A. guy. Uh, what did you make, though? What did you make of what Cohen tweeted and how the team responded? Well, I'm not sure that the team necessarily responded directly, but um, I, I thought he was uh, spot on with what he said. You know, uh, this is this is the, the call. Oh, we lost, oh, he, the call dropped out. We'll try to get him back. 
bad weather. In a second, yeah. See, it's a bad you signal. Ha- yeah, you don't have that problem out west. He's not far away. He's in Connecticut. Yeah, it's raining, I think, in Connecticut, though. Well, you think that's affecting the cell phones? Well, it might be windy, rainy. You know, y'all got all type of stuff out here. Well, you didn't get a chance really to, to comment on it. So as we try to get Bobby B back, it's just like as a player, like, to, oh, all right, he's back. Oh, we, we got you now? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Right, no, no worries. So yeah. you, you were saying? I think I was saying he was spot on. You know, it's a team that could hit, and they haven't been hitting. And, uh, you know, it, as a fan, as a uh, player, as a ex-manager, uh, you know, you don't want to see that kumbaya spirit every day when a team goes 2-9 and nine and then they win a few games and then they go 0-5 oh, and, and everyone's saying, hey, everything's just fine and rosy. We're going to be okay. Um, you know, the, the owner has the right to voice his opinion, and I think his opinion was spot on. They're not hitting the way they should. That being said, I think they will, and I think that Steve knows the numbers. And if you look at the numbers and you realize how bad they are, you realize that they're going to go up and progress towards the mean, and maybe it will be a, co- a coincidental, coincidental uh, tweet that uh, gets them going. But as a let's say as a player, let's go actually to you when when you were a manager, would that bother you that the owner would be public like that in criticism of players where you're trying to kind of handle the team and the personalities and manage all this stuff, or would you welcome that? Well, remember, um, managers today can't do that. They have right. to be uh, warm and fuzzy, and <laughs> they have to always say all the nice things about everybody every day. Otherwise, the agents start calling, and and uh, everyone's upset over the dinner table and all that stuff. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I, I think somebody has to say it, and because uh, young Luis Rojas is doing a fabulous job, I think, uh, of managing uh, because – it's really tough for him to do it because he'd have the back page and, you know, everything would be that all of a sudden he's not a player's manager anymore and, and all that stuff. Um, I think somebody has to say it. And, uh, you know, because Steve is uh, on Twitter and uh, likes, likes to be out there, uh, he said it. And again, you know, saying the truth never hurts. And, you know, saying that that offense has been un unproductive and that they haven't been as selective as they should be is only the truth. Skipper, how can the Mets turn things around and, and make a little bit of a postseason run? Well, you know, they have a tough road right now. They're playing, uh, you know, really good teams on the West Coast, a lot different than the East Coast teams and the Eastern Division teams. I think the teams out West are, are uh head and shoulders above the Phillies and, and the Nats and the Marlins and, and maybe even the Braves. But the good news is that they've been really cold. And uh, while they've been cold, the Braves have been really hot. And so they're four and a half games behind the Braves. And uh, if this was the last week of the season, I would say it's all over. But it's not the last week. There's six weeks left. And there's plenty of time for the Braves to get cold because they will and if uh, the, the Mets get hot at the same time, we're going to be in a dogfight right into the end. Bobby Valentine joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline as we're discussing the Mets and other things baseball. So if I can ask you then something non-Met related, but it is a huge story in baseball, and what we're seeing is something we haven't seen in, in almost over a century, and that's Shohei Otani and what he's doing not only as a, a pitcher but a hitter. So he hit his 40th home run 
last night after also pitching eight innings as well and getting the win. Uh, just from what you've seen out of him, what like what is your reaction to just seeing what he's able to do, not only as a hitter but also as a pitcher this season? He's special um, on both sides of the ball. He um, obviously uh, pitches extremely well and loves the competition when he's out out on the mound. And when uh, my guys in in Japan said yes, he could do both. He could do both in the major leagues, too. I believed them when they said that, uh, and I I was a proponent of him coming here and, and go up playing both ways, and then he got injured and got shelved, and everyone forgot about the story, and now that he's healthy, the story is the headline, and uh, I think it's a great headline. I think uh, when you see geniuses uh, at work, uh, it, it's easy to appreciate them. You manage in Japan, so what is the challenge for players to come over to play in, in the U.S., to play in the majors, and to be able to do what, again, like what he's doing is nothing we've seen from anybody before? Oh, yeah. You know, the, the challenge of new leagues, uh, different competition, different stadiums, different cities, uh, different food, different language. I mean, every day it's a challenge when uh, you wake up in a foreign country. Uh, and uh, he, he's been... Uh, smiling the entire time. I hear that he's a terrific teammate. Uh, he's trying to acclimate, acclimate himself to not only, um, you know, having a steak and, a, and, a, and potatoes after, after a game, but uh, also kidding around with the guys in the dugout, learning the language, uh, understanding some of the crazy customs that we have in our game, uh, let alone our society. And, um, my hat's off to him. It's a it's a real challenge when when everything that you do, from ordering your your breakfast to striking out the uh, guy with the bases loaded or hitting a home run against uh, a major league pitcher, when everything is so challenging, it's easy to get frustrated. And he seems to be uh, keeping himself uh, above the frail at all times. Yeah, he really has been a great story again for the Angels. And then, of course, the Angels have, have Mike Trout, but they're not the biggest story in Southern California. It's those L.A. Dodgers and how they just continue to load up. They add Scherzer. They get Trey Turner. They just seem to just continue to load up that roster. Are they, in your eyes, the team to beat again this year? Yeah, I think that they're the best team in, in baseball, even though they might not win the division because San Francisco's having such a phenomenal year. Uh, and uh, I I challenge anyone, baseball fan or not, to uh, name their starting rotation or even name seven guys in their starting lineup, which makes it uh, a real special story in San Francisco, a city that's having uh, their 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 issues outside of the ballpark, but inside the ballpark, that's a team that's come together. And uh, uh, obviously they're, they're playing uh, above their, their pay grade. And uh, that's a great, a great story too. Bobby, we appreciate your time and your insight. All the best. Thanks so much. Thanks guys. If you happen to be living in Stanford, vote for Bobby V for mayor on November 2nd. I'm uh, running unaffiliated. Have fun. Good Thank luck. you very much. Good luck. You got it. All right. Also, athletic director at Sacred Heart University, doing great things up there uh, in Connecticut. USC guy, too, by the way. Yeah. A couple of years mm-hmm. there as well, right? Bobby V. You sound very excited about that. What? Oh, USC guy? Oh, <laughs> well, Trojan. Yeah. I thought, I thought you'd at least say fight on or something to him. I, 
I didn't want him to lose uh, signal. <laughs> that is true. But still, the Otani thing, though, is still just – it's amazing to see what he's doing. And we have pitchers that, you know, you don't want him to run the bases because you don't want him to, you know, pull a hamstring. And he's – You know, you don't even want him swinging the bat. Right. You just like say pull an oblique and now I can't pitch. And he's, he's hitting 40 home runs and he's still throwing gas and striking guys That's out. I said. And I wonder wins. if he could play another sport and be, like, good at it. Well, he's got the – you know he's got the hands – if you can hit a baseball, you could pretty much do anything. Yeah, hand-eye coordination right? is he's good. He's got that, and then he's got an arm. He's athletic. So there's, there's plenty. There's a lot of stuff that he definitely can do, but it's just amazing to think how that. Big, how big is he? I don't know exactly. But he, I mean, he looks He big doesn't look small. Me. No, he looks big. And he's certainly me. got power. Yeah. But to go to, – you know this better than anybody as an athlete. Legs, right? Yeah. As Herb Brooks once said, legs feed the wolf. He's to pitch. You've got to have legs. Yeah, you to hit have, a home run, you got to have legs. Got to have legs and a trunk. So imagine just that he probably got great leg strength, which is really the base of everything. All right, eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Coming up, this will be a fun conversation to have as well with you and also with Key. This season for the NFL, is there the most overlooked team? We asked Mike Reese earlier if the Patriots were. He thinks maybe they are. Are there others that you can name? We'll discuss that after Key has this from DoorDash. DoorDash here with Summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get, re- get relief? Delivered for less? Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free. And get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood with Dash Pass and DoorDash app. And stay cool out there. Real cool. Because it is hot. Terms and conditions apply. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is it the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. This is Marty Smith, and I'm ready. This is Max Kellerman, and the Giants are ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Carolina Panthers are ready. Zellin Hahn, I'm ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
That's in the bottom of the third. The pitch, and Otani swings, and he lifts a missile out into right center. That one is out of here. Home run, Shohei Otani. That is number 40 of the season. And how about tonight on this Wednesday? It's showtime. Angels Radio AM 830 as the Angels superstar Shohei Otani hit his league-leading 40th home run of the season. You know what else he did? He also pitched eight innings. Right-hander improved to 8-1 and one on the season, allowing six hits, striking out eight, walking none in a 3-1 win over the Tigers. So the 40 home runs for Otani, it's the most hit by a pitcher in a single season. Yeah, thank you, Captain Obvious. The next up is Babe Ruth. He hit 34 in 1933. He also had 20 in 1921. More baseball as Freddie Freeman of the Braves hit for his second career cycle, the reigning NL MVP. He doubled in the first, tripled in the fourth, singled in the fifth, and hit his 27th home run, a two-run blast in the sixth, an 11-9 win over the Marlins. It was the seventh cycle in franchise history. Freeman also had one against Cincinnati in 2016. To the NBA, where there's an interesting story involving the Warriors dynasty. So Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, they say Steve Kerr and Bob Myers were responsible for that team's breakup. In an interview on Chips on Bleacher Report, Durant and Green said they believe the coach and the president GM were at fault for the way they handled the players' emotional back and forth on the floor that spilled over into the locker room after an overtime loss to the Clippers back in November 2018. That argument ultimately contributed to Durant leaving the team following the 2018-19 season. SportsCenter brought to you by Indeed is hiring becoming your second job. Quit the hassle and get on Indeed. You'll find great candidates fast with instant match. Just sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Too early for a Friday vibe, man. Too early, but I'll take it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, brought to you by Goodyear. That's the Goodyear hotline. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn with Key. And so, as we've been talking about different topics of the NFL, we we had Mike Reese on earlier. He covers the Patriots. And we asked him if if teams are maybe overlooking the Patriots. Our, Our fans or us, media, overlooking the Patriots. Are we saying that... Are we not expecting them to be as good as maybe they can be? And he believed, yeah, yeah, I think we are overlooking them a little bit. We talk a lot about their quarterback position, and that's been the story, Mac Jones, Cam Newton. But overall, Key, as a team, I know you said uh, when C.J. Mosley said don't sleep on the Jets' defense, you said two pillows. Yeah, I I'm asleep two, I have, I have, I have two, two pillows. pillows. Sleeping on them. What about Real comfortable. What, what about the Patriots, though? What, what should they or what could they be in the AFC? I think they can win the AFC. I think they can, they can get I, to a Super Bowl. I, absolutely, I think they can get to a Super Bowl. As long as the quarterback plays a certain way. What way? Like he's capable of playing. Well, wait. Not, not uh, now, like, he is Cam Newton. You're, you're yeah, saying. they're not. Right, well, Cam, Cam Newton course. is capable of playing. Like, which Cam Newton are we talking about? The MVP guy or who he is now at this point in his career? Let, let's, what, uh, 17, 18. Let's go back to 2018 prior to. That 2018 Cam mm-hmm. Newton, because mm-hmm. that's the Cam Newton that started off hot with Norv Turner as his offensive coordinator. 
If he plays like that with Bill Belichick and what they've got assembled around them, they're going to make some noise in the AFC. I think a lot of people are still looking at last season and not fully understanding what the NFL and what the New England Patriots were going through. Bringing in a quarterback that had no offseason, no skill position players that meant anything to them, no defense that was good. I mean, the defense was good, but they didn't have some players that was key components to the defense. Right. And when you look at this year, they're taking into consideration the Cam Newton of last year. You can't do that. You got to think about everything that they got in the health and all of those sort of things and then say to yourself if they're going to be good or not. Yeah, last year, 2,600 yards. He did play in 15 games. There were 7-8 and eight, uh, with him as a starter. Um, eight touchdowns, but 10 interceptions. I mean, that's what everybody's looking for. That's Look what they're at looking. That stuff, but that's what, that's the last memory you have. You always go back to the last memory you, you have of a player. But then that the means, last time we means, saw you, that you means were throwing the ball don't away. Know, you don't know what you're looking at. That means that you don't know what you're looking at because clearly, if you if you're going off his season last year with everything that I just laid out for you, I mean, you know who their best receiver was? Do you even know? I, I couldn't tell. He you. wears number sixteen. His name is Jacoby Myers. He was an undrafted free agent mm-hmm. out of North Carolina State two years ago and just really learning how to play the receiver position. That's who he basically had as his security blanket. Julian Edelman got hurt. Right. And and he had nothing. Nothing to kill Harry. I don't he may not even make the team this year. So you gotta know those things before you start saying, Oh my God, this team. They went out and upgraded their offensive line, brought Trent Brown back in after he left, then on top of that, they went and paid money in free agency to tie the ends, receivers, sign James Whiteback, bringing in Matt Patricia. I mean, it's a different team than a year ago. So, yeah, you're sleeping on them if you don't think they can make no noise. And you've got to also think, too, the Bill Belichick angle there, too, with his coaches, that coaching staff. They've been working together for such a long time, like, to get this team prepared. Not, not, not the same COVID impact as last year. I didn't year. say they were going to win the Super Bowl. But I said they can make some noise in the AFC. Yeah, well, that's, and that's the question. If they can make noise in the AFC, then that's a team you shouldn't sleep on. All right. Other overlooked teams that we can consider. What about Washington? They didn't win the division. They didn't go to the playoffs last year. Their defense is still I think arguably I one think of the best in the NFC. I think their defense was good last year. Um, you question what their offense is. Yeah. But that's okay. Because if the defense plays a certain way, then the offense They're gonna ground can just and manage, manage the game and be successful at doing those sort of things um, because that's just who Ron Rivera is in general. But we talk so much about the Cowboys in that division. We don't really say a lot about Washington, but do you feel like Washington Well, the Cowboys is, got more sizzle. Of course, they have yeah. sizzle, but can Washington be a team that – They can win the division can, too. Can, can, yeah, can give the Cowboys oh, a competition yeah, they for they for that. sure can. All right. How about, um, how about Minnesota? Kind of feels like uh, you know they're just know they're, you, all, they're on that, that treadmill you, of being just. I was good about enough, to say I don't know if we're missing out on them, so to speak. I think the window for that has the window for that major success for them is probably closed. Because mm-hmm. they're that team. Like, I guess you would put it this way: we're not overlooking them; we're just looking. Yeah, three year, three <laughs> years ago, three years ago, you was like, "Oh, Minnesota yeah. getting ready to do something." Yeah. And then it just bum, didn't happen. Bum, bum, yeah. You know, <laughs> didn't happen. All right. How about the Chargers? 
up and coming. Second year with Herbert, yeah, up, obviously. Up and coming, new coach Staley. Yep. Um, I don't know that you're they're, – they're like Minnesota. We're just looking. I mean, yeah. you can't – because Kansas City's there. So how are you going to, you know, push them over Kansas City? They're not ready for that yet. How about the Cardinals? We overlooking them? The additions they made, that defense got better. I know, you know, J.J. Watt, they're talking about the conditioning he's gone through and how he's uh, ready for a season after re – Rejuvenating his. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rejuvenate is the right word. Uh, adding to the offense the way they did, some experience there with Green, and then obviously you have one of the best wide receivers in the game. And then Kyler Murray in this offense, another year in this offense. I don't know that you're overlooking them. I think that they are a – In a tough division. Tough division, and they're like a 9-10 win type team. I don't see them doing much more than that. Um, so I wouldn't say that we're so not overlooking, overlooking them. You just expect them to be competitive, but not they really should be more. competitive, right? They should be competitive, but who knows what they're gonna be? About the Raiders, no. we've <laughs> talked a lot about the Raiders. I'm so tired of them. Why are you like so dismissive though? Why? Because they keep giving me the same thing. Their offense has been getting better each year. It's the defense that was their they issue. They keep as a team. They're giving me the same thing: heartache. <laughs> I mean, come on now. That is fair. They didn't even sign any top receivers this year. Well, they have Rugs. I mean, they 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 have Rugs had twenty terrific, catches last terrific year. Terrific tight end as well. I mean, they have Waller at tight end. That's yeah. it. You got to have some rebuilt guys. the offensive line once again. So it's we'll, like the fourth right. time in a row that the fourth year in a row they didn't rebuilt the offensive line. Are we overlooking any team that we are missing? Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six at Key J and Z, of course, on Twitter as well. Here's a question we asked yesterday. In fact, we got an answer from Dave Gettleman about this. Was drafting Saquon Barkley a mistake? Gettleman says no, but we've got someone that's going to tell you why it might have been. And we'll talk, talk to him after I tell you about Straight Talk. So 5G's here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy 832 5G for only $299. All in America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. They're going to listen to what Saquon's body tells him about his recovery. So far, so good. But look, they're going to probably limit him at the start of camp. They'll bring Saquon Barkley along and make sure he's as ready as he can be. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Look at that. Just watching Saquon Barkley like little, when healthy. I mean, would like you say meatball is special? Best way to describe it? Man, he legit. That's one of the dudes, though, when legit. you're blocking yeah. for him, you got to make sure you move your dude out the way because he's going to run up your back. That's go right, yeah. yeah he's like going to go, and you don't want him running up your back because that's going to hurt. <laughs> you know, that little dude, man. Them legs? Oh. Key, Zim used to always say when you have running backs like this, everybody on defense is at the point of attack because the <laughs> ball can hit anywhere. Yeah. That guy can jump cut and be on another side of the line of scrimmage. Like, that's how so explosive Everybody Saquon has is. to block. Everybody has to maintain their leverage. You got to have gap integrity on your defense because Saquon is a threat to take it to the house from anywhere on the field. The voice you hear is Chris Canny, who joins us in studio right now. Super Bowl champion, former Giant, in studio with us, Allen and Key as well. Uh, all right, so we're talking about Saquon and his return from injury uh, this season and great expectations certainly for him to get back to that level where he was. I mean, as a rookie, he was definitely special, and he could be a game changer, a huge game changer for the Giants in that offense. But I, I found this, this to be uh, an interesting response, but I want to get your reaction to a couple of things. That, uh, one thing here that Dave Gettleman said, the GM who did select him, number two in the draft, and what was a quarterback draft in 2018? So he was asked if if he could go back to that draft, would he still take Saquon at number two? Absolutely, absolutely. He's, he's you know, stuff happens. You know, not everything's perfect, and guy and, and there are guys all over this league that get hurt, and and big time players. And, and he's done a great job rehabbing, and I feel the same way about him. He's different, and he's he's going to be ready to go when he's ready to go. Obviously, though, that's tough does happen more to running backs, is that not? I, I don't know that that's true. We don't, you don't believe that they have shorter career lives than maybe other positions because of maybe the hits that they I make? I, you know, Jordan, uh, you know, really and truly, you can talk about injuries at, a, at any position. I would, I, I would not make a different decision today that I made in 2018, plain and simple. So that exchange <laughs> is with ESPN's Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants. So after hearing all that, CC, what do you think about that exchange and what Gettleman said about how he would absolutely do it all over again? Well, listening to it in real time, Dave Gettleman said really and truly about three or four times, <laughs> and that was him buying time because he realized that Jordan Renan had him caught up. I mean, the answer to the question is no. You wouldn't take a running back with the second overall pick if you thought you were going to have back-to-back-to-back double-digit loss seasons. You wouldn't do that. It doesn't make sense. You don't rebuild around a running back. The running back is the finishing piece. See the Dallas Cowboys and what they did in 2016 when they thought they had Tony Romo in an offense that was ready to win championships. Like that, the Giants weren't there in 2018. What the Giants should have done was consider Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or trading down and getting Quentin Nelson like one of the other New York teams did, but they didn't decide to go that direction. They decided to take Saquon Barkley. 
And so I don't think they are going to get the return on investment from the number two overall pick from the 2018 draft class. It's just not possible. Now, can Saquon Barkley be a big piece of what the Giants do this year? Absolutely. And he has to be because Daniel Jones needs him to be. But in terms of what they should have done back in 2018, no. The answer is no. You, you don't take a running back with the second overall pick. See, if, 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 if a guy is special enough and you believe that, you, you take him. And if Dave Gettleman and the New York Giants, in my opinion, feel, felt that way, then I don't see why not. Um, guys like that are once-in-a-lifetime gets. If he, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. If he comes back healthy and he gives the Giants six years of that, then taking him at number two is fine because he's going to help the quarterback. You it, it, Look. It's a lot of different ways to build a team. You can start by getting a quarterback or a left tackle or a pass rusher or a shutdown corner. But in their case, they started with the running back and eventually most likely got the quarterback. And and Canty mentioned Josh Allen. Yeah, they could have taken Josh Allen later on. But Josh Allen became Josh Allen once Brandon Bean made a decision to go get him a top-flight receiver in Stephon Diggs. Before that – Josh Allen wasn't a $150 million Josh Allen. Josh Allen was question mark Josh mm-hmm, Allen. Mm-hmm. So you you just got to let the year play out a little bit for the Giants and see if the quarterback that they took the, a year later turns out to start to turn the corner, so to speak. Just to push back a little bit on what you're saying, Key, when you start talking about the positional value, I think that has to factor into what you do when you have the second overall pick too. I mean, because Jordan Renan hit it. The shelf life on a running back is not no the question. Same as that's a why I said. That's why I said if you get six years of that that we like of Saquon Barkley then from here on, it. then, it, was then it, it might be worth it to the Giants. They may feel okay. We know we're only going to have a certain shelf life. We're okay with that as long as they're okay with it. We might not be okay with it. We I, I play. Let me see. Only running back I ever played with that went in the first round. I think was. Work done. He's probably the only running back I ever played with. And D'Angelo Williams went late in the first round in Carolina, Mm -hmm. but I was at the end. Mm -hmm. And he was still phenomenal throughout his career. Everybody else was second, third. Curtis Martin was third-round pick in the Hall of Fame. So, yes, you can take running backs later on and, and, and do well and get the same sort of production. But you might be passing on Adrian Peterson with Saquon Barkley, do you want to do that? Are right. you passing on Eric Dickerson? So the do end, you want to do that? All right. The end result is obviously, so we really won't be able to judge this till the end, but right now because of the injury, the missed time, and the losing, it looks like how, why would you do that when you ended up taking a quarterback in the next year? And we don't know still yet about that guy. But with that in mind, Dave Gettleman, with the picks that he's made, with the way he's built this team over the last couple of years, you feel like this is a real prove-it year for him as GM of the Giants. And I found it interesting that when John Mara was asked – you know, is, is Gettleman, is he somebody that really has to prove something this year to save his job? Mara said everyone – he said no, but then said everyone's on the hot seat. Doesn't that kind of mean that, okay, so then that means Gettleman is on the hot seat? <laughs> yeah, he has to be, right? But I'm laughing because John Mara saying everybody should be on the hot seat. Clearly, the owner's not going to be on the hot seat. <laughs> if the Giants have a bad season, John Mara's not going to sell the team. <laughs> right. like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like he'll, he'll, he'll be back in 2022. <laughs> now, Dave Gettleman is a big question mark, and rightfully so. 
because this is his baby. Like, he's put together this team. He's the one that made the critical decisions with the draft capital that the organization has had. He's the one out, the one that went out and had a really expensive free agency cycle and brought in guys like uh, 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 Dory Jackson and like a Kenny Galladay, guys that are big-ticket items but have injury histories as well. Like, he's got a lot that's on the line right now, and he's rolled the dice in a big way on this team being able to have success and being in the conversation for the playoffs in 2021. So, yeah, if the Giants don't come through, if they don't have a breakthrough season, if you're talking about a fifth consecutive double-digit loss season, Mm. then, yeah, I I think it's fair to say not only are they going to be looking for a new quarterback, but they're probably going to be looking for a new general manager as well. Even if they don't make the playoffs and they show some signs of that talent gelling together, he still could be in trouble. You know, if Daniel Jones – takes a step or two forward, but Andrew Thomas doesn't play well. Yeah. Then, and then you start yeah. to say, well, wait a minute, man. You drafted him. Yeah. Or all of a sudden, uh, Adoree Jackson comes up hobbled again. You signed him, but the team is playing a certain way. He still could be in trouble. Yeah. No, no, that's something to certainly watch. Chris, thanks so much. Great to see you, my man. Chris Canny. Joining us in Officer studio, Canty. giving us the straight talk. <laughs> brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Look he, like hate, a, he hates wearing suits. He hates guys well, that's that wear what it suits. Is. He you, doesn't you, like me wearing a suit. He doesn't feel like you have to wear a suit to talk sports. But Keith doesn't realize I like wearing I, I, a suit. I, 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 I think like you look terrific. Good, man. I, I, I think didn't say great. I didn't look good. He looks neat he just and clean. Like my Why do you make himself conscious about himself? I, like suits, I feel like man. it's completely unnecessary. On, have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.